Welcome to Richard Ellis Talks with Richard Ellis. Richard's going to take the next few minutes to share some great words of hope, insight, humor, and relevance. In today's lost and searching world, that's something everyone desperately needs to hear. Speaking of that, we'd love to keep this conversation going with you anytime through our website, richardellistalks.com. In fact, there's so many ways to connect with us from there that you really need to check it out for yourself, richardellistalks.com. But right now, let's go ahead and get things off and running with today's talk. Here's Richard Ellis. The Reverend Francis Norton woke up on Sunday morning and realized it was an exceptionally beautiful and sunny day, decided he just had to play golf. So he told the associate pastor that he was feeling sick and convinced him to say Mass for him that day. As soon as the associate pastor left the room, Father Norton headed out of town for a golf course about 40 miles away. This way, he knew he wouldn't accidentally meet anyone from his parish. Setting up on the first tee, he was alone. After all, it was Sunday morning and everyone else was at church. I don't know where that golf course is, but anyhow. (laughs) At about this time, St. Peter leaned over to the Lord while looking down from the heavens and exclaimed, You're not going to let him get away with this, are you? The Lord sighed and said, No, I guess not. Just then, Father Norton hit the ball and it shot straight toward the pin, dropping just short of it, rolling up and falling in the hole. It was a 420-yard hole in one. (laughs) St. Peter was astonished. He looked at the Lord and asked, Why did you let him do that? The Lord smiled and replied, Who's he going to (laughs) tell? All right, the title of today's message is Where Fools Rush In. And i got to tell you something, guys. Fools are all through the Bible. And I've got literally nine pages typed here of fools. You're right. And I'd be a fool to try to read them, wouldn't I? (laughs) Given the time left here. But I'm going to try to read through some of these. And it is amazing, the warning in here. And there are probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words that I came up with that are words that mean fools. Someone who despises wisdom, one who mocks when they're guilty, one who is quarrelsome, one who is licentious, a fool, someone, a stupid fellow, a dullard, a simpleton, an arrogant one, impious, godless is another definition, not understood, unintelligible, not understanding, unwise, foolish senseless, foolish, stupid, without reflection or intelligence, acting rashly, without reason, to be beside oneself or out of one's senses, void of understanding or insane, simplicity, naivete, open-minded. I mean, it just goes on. There's word after word, and the Bible warns verse after verse about a fool. Now, one of the first places you'll find this word in the Bible is in Psalm 14, verse 1. And this says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, this is one of the most cut-to-the-chase things in the book. Because if you meet someone who says, well, I don't believe there's a God, you know what the Bible says about that person? They're a fool. Now, I don't recommend you saying that to their face, so you can quote the Scripture. You know, I'm not saying it. This is what God says, you know. But that's pretty strong. Someone who just flat out says, and I meet a lot of people and you know them too, they say, well, I don't believe there's a God. The Bible says a person like that is a fool. How can you not believe there's a God? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. 
They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good, no, not one. And it goes on to talk about people who just turn completely away from a God they say doesn't even exist. There's another passage in Psalm 49, verses 6 through 11. And by the way, if you've got a rich friend or someone you think that's what they rely on, Psalm 49, don't forget Psalm 49. It's an awesome passage about the rich. I'll just read you this, verse 6. Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is costly, and it shall cease forever. They should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. For he sees wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the senseless person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever. Their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. And it goes on talking about rich people and what they think. I'm going to name this ranch after me and it'll last forever. Somebody will buy it and rename it, put a new gate on it, and you'll be history. (laughs) He says, you're fools to think this way. Then in Psalm 53, it's interesting. It changes a little bit, but Psalm 53, 1 through 6. The chief musician, contemplation of David, the fool is said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. Every one of them is turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good, no, not one. Again, goes through this. The fool says, twice in the Bible here, the fool says there is no God. Psalm 92.5, O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. Now, what I'm hoping after I read through some of these is you're going to be able to find out, you're going to either be able to spot a fool or know if you are one. You say, well, that's not very funny. If you're a fool and you don't know it, then you're really a fool. Listen to this psalm again. O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. Doesn't have a clue about God. We've already established that. They say there's no God. They're a fool to begin with. Psalm 107.17, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Foolishness gets you into a lot of trouble. And if you want to live like a fool and behave like a fool, think like a fool, you're going to get into foolish activity and things that you would not have happened to you otherwise. This foolish behavior leads to affliction, it says here. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You can't teach a fool anything. Now that's one of the ways you can spot a fool, as you try to give them some instruction, some direction, help them, encourage them, get them back on path. I don't need anybody's help. You can't tell me anything. I know what I'm doing. I don't need you telling me what to do. And you just back up from you realize it'd be foolish to try to help this fool. (laughs) Proverbs 1.20. And it really goes down to verse 33. Let me just read you verse 22 for the sake of time. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Proverbs 3.35, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Think about that. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. 
Everybody thinks about leaving a legacy. What if your legacy is shame? It will be if you're a fool. Proverbs 10.1, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father. Now, listen to this, dads. But a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Now, I don't want to go to the room and get a raise of hands on this one. I'm going to tell you what. If you've got a son who is living and behaving foolishly, it causes a lot of grief. A foolish son is the grief of his mother. Proverbs 10.8, the wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool or a chattering, just something that goes on, will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. You will go down. Fools, it's discovered what you're doing will be discovered sooner or later. Proverbs 10.14, Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Proverbs 10, 18, whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Slander, going around lying about people, saying things that are not true. You're a fool, the Bible says. Proverbs 10, 21, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. Proverbs 10, 23, to do evil is like sport to a fool. Now think about this. We are surrounded in this society and in this world, but for some reason here recently, it seems even more dramatic. To do evil is like sport to a fool. And you talk to these criminals, people who have shot somebody, just walk in a store and blow their head off, or as has come up here recently, the yogurt murders, the four girls who were murdered in Austin, those kids going there. What are they thinking? To do those things, a fool to a fool doing evil is like a game. It's like sport. But a man of understanding has wisdom. Proverbs eleven twenty nine: He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. Proverbs sixteen twenty two: Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is folly. You can't correct a fool. Proverbs 17.10, rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. Proverbs 17.12, let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. And I've come across some people, you catch a fool doing something he's not supposed to be doing and you'll get hurt in the process. He says you're better off finding a bear who's been robbed of her cubs than a fool who's caught in his folly. Proverbs 17, 28, even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. And this is the E.F. Hutton kind of stuff, you know, if you just be quiet. Here's how silence, how powerful silence is. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. If you're a fool and you know it, and if you open your mouth, you're going to prove it, keep your mouth shut and people think you're wise. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Now, I have met people. You look at them, they look completely normal. They dress normal, everything's normal. As long as they're quiet, they look at you for a little bit funny maybe, but you're like, well, maybe they're having a bad hair day and that's it. Everything's fine. And they open their mouth and you thought, you know, you just should have kept it shut because you were doing fine. They open their mouth and out comes nothing. And you think, yeah, what is this? Who is this person? Just yak, 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 yak. Nothing's coming out. They're saying words. If you're a fool, you can look wise, the Bible says, if you'll just be quiet. That's in the Bible. Proverbs 17, 28. A lot of y'all writing that one down. 
Proverbs 18.2, a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Ever been around somebody like that? They're a fool. Just whatever they're thinking is coming out. I'm like, you know, hold some of that back. Telling all that stuff's not very what? Wise. You're either wise or foolish. Proverbs 19.1, better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. It's better to be poor and have integrity than to be a fool who is perverse in his lips. Proverbs 20, verse 3, it is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a quarrel. It is honorable to stop striving in all this contention because any fool can start a fight, right? I mean, every one of us in the room, if you're in a relationship with a kid or anybody, you got children, husband, wife, co-workers, we all know the buttons to push to just send somebody off, right? Any fool can start a fight. But it takes some wisdom to stop the striving and to shut these things down. Proverbs 21.20, There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Proverbs 23.9, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. It doesn't do any good. Don't even waste your words on a fool, it says. Proverbs 26, and this is verses 1 through 12. Let me just read verse 4. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Don't even get into a conversation, it says, with a fool, because he'll think he's smart because he's talking to you. And then a part of that, Proverbs 26 has got a lot of this stuff in there. Down to verse 11. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. That's a good lunch one. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, that's a, I could really go take this one away. If you've ever seen this happen, what I'm describing here, you think, what's this dog thinking? You know, and I've, anyhow. Anybody need to step out a minute? We'll wait until you come back. When you, now listen close, guys. I won't won't work the dog thing anymore. But when you, when you do something foolish and you go away and you come back and do the same foolish thing over and over again, you are foolish. You're like a dog. You think, well, that dog's stupid. Why would he come back? That's what the Bible's saying. Why would you go back? Why would I go back? And do the same foolish thing over and over again. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Someone who thinks they're wise in their own eyes. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. You think you're going the right way, and someone comes along and says, you know what, have you thought about this? Or has anybody pointed this out? This might not be the best thing for you. A wise person goes, gosh, you're right. Thanks for pointing that out. A fool says, man, whatever I think, that's the right thing to do. I'm right, period, no matter what anybody says. Proverbs 12, 23, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. Proverbs 13, 19, a desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, I'm going to read this again. If you're not paying attention, pay attention now. He who walks with wise men will be wise. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. 
but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Read this stuff to your kids, but live it yourself. If you're running around with a bunch of fools, you're going to be destroyed. Your life is going to be affected by that. And people say to me, well, how am I supposed to be in the world and not be around these people? Being around people and trying to be salt and light to them is one thing. Running around with fools is makes you a fool. And it's going to affect your life. Well, I just can't imagine how I ended up drunk last night and in bed with some stranger. Well, where'd you go last night and who'd you go with? You know, did you get abducted and taken to a bar? And, you know, I mean, I've heard these things happen. There's all kind of weird drugs out there. Guys, just don't go those places with those people. And you'd be amazed how much trouble you stay out of. I mean, I know you can get enough trouble at home by yourself, but don't, you know, you don't have to go doing these things with these people. Proverbs 14.1, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. It is in the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. It just goes on and on through Proverbs chapter 14, 15, just every chapter, Proverbs 26. Listen to this, Proverbs 27. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. If you grind a fool to a pulp, it says you can't get the foolishness out of a fool. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six: He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And always wisdom fool, wisdom fool, wise and foolish offset here. Proverbs twenty-nine twenty: Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Someone who can't control their tongue just pops off, pops off, just can't stop talking. That's what some of you are thinking right now. <laughs> All right, let me flip over here. Jeremiah 4.22, for my people are foolish. This is the prophet speaking about the people of God. They have not known me. They are silly children, and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. They know how to do evil, but how to do good, they don't know anything about that. Ezekiel talks about it. Then over in Matthew, and we'll just, let me skip down here and do a couple more. In Matthew chapter 7, you talk about, you know, the song, the wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rains came down, the floods came up. There's a little story in here about that. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, Jesus said, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. You want to be a foolish man? Then find out what Jesus says, and then don't do it. And you'll be a foolish man. You say, well, I know what the Bible says. I don't give a rip what the Bible says. And what you know about the Bible says, if you don't intend to do what the Bible says, your life will never change. You're a foolish person. And churches today are filled with foolish Christians who know in their head all the facts about the Bible, all the scriptures, but have no intention whatsoever of applying them to their life. And they wonder why they are destroyed and the same things happen to them that happen to anybody else out there with or without God. A foolish person hears it and doesn't do it. The wise person hears it and does it. And that's like somebody building a house on the rock. There's in Matthew 25, the story of the ten virgins, five were prepared when the bridegroom came, five weren't, and Jesus said, be prepared. And it's talking about his coming again in verse 13 of that chapter. 
There's a guy in Luke 12 who, you know, was making money, everything was going great. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. He thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Here's his mistake. I'll say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. If you want to get rich, get rich toward God. Don't build barns. You know what? You can be gone. Some of the closest friends my wife and I have, it's like a second mom to Rebecca, our Jewish friends I mentioned. Saturday, she and her husband are standing in the kitchen. The man's not even 60 years old. He grabbed the counter, looked across the counter, made a face, kind of went over a little bit, and then fell flat on the ground. Saturday, he's alive. They had bought a toy for my one-year-old's birthday coming up this Saturday. And Monday, he is in the ground. And you're working and going and blowing today like there is no tomorrow. I got in the shower this morning. Rebecca handed me Catherine. She'll be one tomorrow. I put her in my arms. And you say, well, this is morbid. This is not morbid. It's reality. I looked that little girl in the eyes. I held her close, either for her sake or mine. I whispered in her ear that I loved her. Because she could be gone or I could be gone today. You think, well, you can't live that way. Let me tell you something. You live that way, you're a wise person because you could be gone any second of any day and it will change the way you live and what you do with the opportunities you have that day. You won't leave your house mad. You'll say things you need to say and not wait because there are things that those kids cannot say to that father right now because he is in the ground. It is over. He is gone. Don't be a fool. Don't act like you're going to live forever unless it's in heaven. If you know that, you're going to change the way you live here anyway. All right. There's some more in here. The last one I read is Ephesians 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Be a wise person. And I pray, you say, well, I don't want to be a fool. Then find out what God says. Read this book and do this stuff or your life will never change, and your life will never change anybody else's. Richard Ellis will return in a moment to wrap up today's talk with a few final words. But first, I want to share some important information about the program. The reason we do this is to share with you the good news. When you open your heart and life to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, that's the beginning point of the most amazing journey you'll ever experience. But it's also a journey that we want to join with you. So if you've been on this road for a while or just getting started, let us know how we can help. Maybe you've got some questions, stuck in neutral, or even wondering how to take the next breath. We're here. Give us a call at 855-6-RICHARD. You can also connect with us through our website, richardellistalks.com. We're here to celebrate with you, too. So if this program has made a difference to you and encouraged you in any way, tell us about it. Let's keep this conversation going by giving us a call at 855-6-RICHARD. You can also send us an email through our website, richardellistalks.com. That would really make our day to know how Richard's Talks have helped you. Call us at 855-6-RICHARD or email us through the website, richardellistalks.com. And speaking of the messages, you can find today's talk along with every message from Richard at our website, richardellistalks.com. Finally, we really believe that these talks with Richard are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. 
You can contribute to this ministry by giving us a call at 855-6-RICHARD or at our website, richardellistalks.com. We would be so grateful for your gifts. And Richard's back now to wrap up today's talk. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time, this place, and that wisdom is not a thing, it is a person. It is available to us, and you've provided it. If we will seek you, Lord, you reveal yourself to us, you'll give us direction, and I thank you that not only you provide it through your word, but also through your people. And I pray that we would be very careful who we run around with, the lives that our children are impacted by, that we would pray for them and and give them direction with our example and also with our words and encourage them to do the right thing and to let them see what running around with the wrong people will do. Father, let us not be fools. I thank you so much for loving us, and I pray that you would give us wisdom this day in the words that we say and we don't say, and the actions, the things we do and we don't do. But most of all, Father, I thank you for Jesus, his life, death, burial, and resurrection that make not only our eternal life with you possible, but an abundant life between here and heaven where wisdom can prevail and we really can experience the life that you died to provide. We love you, God. We thank you so much for loving us. And we pray it all in Jesus' name who makes it possible. Amen. You've been listening to Richard Ellis Talks. We really appreciate that you've spent this time with us, but we want to keep the conversation going with you. A couple of ways you can connect with us is by giving us a call anytime at 855-6-RICHARD. That's 855-6-RICHARD. Another way is through our website, richardellistalks.com. You can email us, sign up to get the daily talk sent to your phone each day, write on the prayer wall where we can pray for you, or even stay in touch through our Facebook page at Talk with Richard. We love bringing you the program every day, but it means even more to us when you let us know how the program has helped you. So call 855-6-RICHARD or connect with us at our website, richardellistalks.com. Finally, if you enjoy the program, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us. richardellistalks.com. So until next time, have a great day and thank you for listening to Richard Ellis Talks.